Welcome to Work It, a show about work. This is a work of satire containing mature themes. Pour le service en français, appuyez sur le 1. For writer and performer Sam Alamang, please press 2. For writer and performer Janet Mowat, please press 3. For a measured and insightful discussion of this option is unavailable. For a comedic look at women in the workplace, full of dubious advice and casual misandry, please stay on the line. Hey there, folks. We're back with Work It, Episode 4. Wow. Four whole episodes. One, two, three, four. Someone ought to carve them into a mountain in South Dakota for future generations to enjoy. Today we're talking about women in the workplace. So somebody call HR, because we're about to tickle your funny bone. Which is a fireable offense. Um, so. Go on. Janet, do I really... Say it! But why? I'm not the one who... Listen, you little twerp! Ow, 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 fine! Good. Ladies and gentlemen, well, just ladies, I guess, Sam has something he'd like to say on behalf of all men. We're sorry. There, can I go? Sorry for what? Sorry for making your working experience pretty awful, or at least worse than it needed to be. Go on. Ugh. We're sorry for the pay gap, biased hiring practices, asking awkward personal questions, taking away responsibilities, inadequate parental leave policies, the whole glass ceiling thing, obviously all that sexual harassment stuff. Including? Including, but certainly not limited to, Louis C.K., Harvey Weinstein, Casino Magnate, Steve Wynn, Uber's Trap, Charlie Rose, Sean Hannity, Bill O'Reilly, Janet, do I have to apologize for all of these turds? There's hundreds of them. Okay, I'll let you off the hook. Oh, thank God. Now tell us how you'll do better. Seriously? It's not an apology if you don't change your behavior. But uh, I'm just one guy. Fine then, we don't accept your apology. Oh my god. Ow, 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 okay, okay. In the future, we promise to, uh, not be jerks. And? Guys of the world, you better not make me look like a fool. Let's hear it. We promise to respect your bodily autonomy, your expertise, your life. Crazy when we're in fact in the wrong. We promise to stop calling ourselves feminist when we're in fact just a little bit less chauvinistic than others. We promise. Okay, we accept your apology. Really? Oh, thank God. It was a good apology. Not perfect. Okay. Uh, thanks. Now demonstrate how your behavior has changed. How? I don't know, but if you really meant it, you'd be making big changes right now. Do you... Do you want my apple? Hmm. Yes. Good start. What else? I'll start writing scenes exclusively for you. Keep it coming. Ow, 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 fine. We'll start listing your name first in the intro. You can sit in my chair. We'll More. change the name to Janet Presents Work It featuring Janet. More! You get a raise. You're promoted. You're CEO of Work It now. Yes. For life. More. I'll fire myself and live in a box. A History of Women in the Workplace. Written by Sam. For Janet. Other than this part. But I'm going now. Mary Curie is famous for her work on radium, polonium, and radioactivity. In fact, Madame Curie ultimately died from exposure to radiation. The great tragedy is that it could have been treated had her husband and collaborator, Pierre Curie, not told her that it was probably just in her head and that she always glows neon green on her period. He advised her to put down the polonium and make him some bolonium, by which he meant a bologna sandwich. Pierre Curie was not very funny. A bientôt, Mary Curie.
hereby call to order this meeting of the Old Boys Club. Todd, the club mantra, if you please. The Old Boys Club has existed since time immemorial, which is basically like forever, to celebrate the interest of boys around the world. Huzzah! Huzzah! Huzzah. Next, the minutes. Ebenezer? The last meeting occurred in 1938. Lillian Gish was there. She was doing the Charleston. Very good, Ebenezer. On to today's business. Todd? Thank you, Shackelford. As you all know, my father left me this clubhouse for our meetings. Which have only one rule. No girls allowed. But fellas, bad news. My mom says I'll be grounded if I don't let my dumb sister play too. Oh, I say, dash it all. Her name's Sally Sally, lives in the alley. The floor recognizes Sally from the alley. Uh, okay. Well, uh, like Todd said, my name's Sally. I have an MBA and a PhD in European history. Though I run a major corporation, I'm far more proud of my volunteer work with underprivileged youth. Fine, fine. The first item being voted on today is... Toads! Toads? Before to die, madam! I think they're cool. Yes, they are slimy and cool and they gross out the girls. I once caught a toad by the creek and put it in Betty June's hair. Then what happened? My boy, she screamed like a striker beneath a Pinkerton's boot. Well, what do you think, Sally? I don't really have an opinion. She thinks they're gross! That's three votes that toads are cool and one that they're totally gross. Typical! Next up, G.I. Joes, I think they're cool. My favorite is Snake Eyes! Uh, no way! Hawk is better! Not on your life, whippersnapper! Gentlemen, they are both cool. Are you serious? She probably likes dumb Barbies. What? Are we seriously talking about toys? G.I. Joe's are cool carries with one abstention from the gross girl. Be it noted that girls are gross. Noted. What about baseball cards? Stupendous. Superman cartoons. Awesome. Burps. Hilarious. But what about snips? And snails. And puppy dog tails. Sally probably thinks they're gross. Of course I do, they are gross. Well, why don't you just leave us alone then, Sally, you big dumb girl? Look, I thought I could make a difference by joining the old boys club. It's so childish. Well, madam, if we're so terribly pure, why don't you tell us what we should vote on? Well, I've always been partial to sugar and spice and everything nice. Oh, no. Confound it all. Hundreds of single girls in America today have to work to make ends meet. Are you one of them? Then you'll need to learn how to dress for the office. Let's see how Janie starts her day. Rise and shine, sleepyhead. Do you know what today is? Gee, it's my first day as a girl worker. That's right, Janie. How will you get ready for work? Well, since cleanliness is next to godliness, I guess I ought to wash my face first. You betcha. Five minutes with a pot scrubber will stimulate blood flow and give your cheeks that healthy flush. And now for lipstick! Not so fast, Janie. Makeup is for street-walking trollops. You're right. I need to stay modest. Hmm, what to wear? Maybe this dress? Uh-oh, Janie. That dress shows off your shapely ankles. Gee, is that bad? You see, Janie, men can't control themselves around pretty young things like you. 
gracious, why not? Powerful men are too important to waste their time with professionalism. And so many of them have odd sexual proclivities. Now you're talking like a woman of the world. How do I avoid tempting them? First of all, try putting a bag on your head. Like this? Great start. Now why not wear this suit of armor? Golly, being a working girl is a lot harder than I thought. It's only until you find a husband, Janie. Bernice Knight? Yes, dear? Forgive me for interrupting your coffee. You have been chosen. Do I know you? I am the Grand Priestess. Follow me, please. Oh my golly, this is no janitor's closet. Bernice, welcome to the Order of the Great Women. There must be some mistake, dear. We don't do mistakes. The Order has existed for millennia, placing women into secret positions of untold power. Hold still, I must brand you. Ouch! Slowly, we have been sucking away the men's ability to lead, so that today, even the strongest men are mere shells. We control their every move. Gosh. Here, drink this elixir of feminine wiles. Soon, at last, our project will be at an end. We shall cast off the veil of secrecy, and women will rule the world. Is this why they say, behind every great man is a great woman? Yes. That saying arose in the mid-1940s and nearly exposed us all. We had to orchestrate the Cold War as a distraction. But what do I, Bernice Knight, have to do with this? Bow your head while the mage recites the blessing of initiation. Bernice, we have chosen you because you are dull and inconspicuous. Oh. The exact qualities we look for. Some initiates in the past have been rather too ambitious. Joan of Arc. Yes. And Cleopatra. Regrettable rogue agents who nearly seized power before the men were properly groomed. I will now wrap you in the cozy shawl of sisterhood. So, we secretly control the world, but we're letting the men think that they have the power because they're not ready to be led by women yet. In a word, yes. Please don the platform shoes of fabulousness. This master plan... Mistress plan. Oh, mistress plan, excuse me. It has a number of holes, dear. I'm sure you've worked very hard. You dare to insult the mistress plan? Grand Priestess! Yes, mage? There's been a malfunction! What? Who? Shelon Musk! No! Isn't it Elon? The man you know as Elon is in fact two small women in an intricate disguise. Shelon, as we call them, has been our most valuable mind control asset against the men. That explains so much. Initiate Shelon's self-destruct sequence. This cannot continue. Well, I've, I've gone, I've received the virtual reality demos. At um, Oculus and it fell. And uh, it was pretty, Oh, what's going on? A history of women in the workplace. Ada Lovelace is credited as one of the first, if not the first, computer programmers. Her male colleagues in computer research, believing a woman incapable of such things, ignored her work and continued their own research, seeing what happens when an abacus is struck by lightning. Today, she is honored for her contribution to computer science, while most of her male contemporaries were struck and killed by lightning. And now for a Work It investigative report. It's a well-known fact that business leadership has always skewed male, and even today in the GTA, women make up under 20% of corporate board and senior management positions. 
How can we improve this situation? Here's Sam Alamang with more. It's been proven time and time again that diversity in business leadership improves financial performance. And yet women are underrepresented in these roles. I spoke with three female executives who are bucking the trend. What I want to learn from them is, what does it take for women to advance in the business world? First, I head to a King Street patio where I meet up with Sandra Larson, CFO of the growing startup Tech Bros International. Hey man, what's up? Let me get you a beer, bruh. As Sandra chugged her tall can, I couldn't help but bring up the obvious. So Sandra, you don't quite look how I expected. Yeah, man, the gross t-shirt and ripped jeans, you mean? Yeah, and the fact that you're spinning a basketball on one finger. It's office protocol, my dude. I used to wear dresses or whatever, but kind of didn't fit in with the tech bros team. Were there any other adjustments you had to make when you started there? Uh, well, I watch hockey and drink beer now. I used to do crochet and whatever, uh, but now I have stuff to talk to my coworkers about, eh? Sure. So your coworkers wear jeans and watch sports and drink beer a lot. So you adapted to fit in. Yeah. I got a wife so I could complain about her to the guys. So what do you think makes you different from other businesswomen? How did you climb the tech bro's ladder while so many others have failed? Uh, I don't know. I haven't thought about it that much. Hey, you want to see me shotgun this? <coughs> my discussion with Sandra was interesting, but I felt like I hadn't found all my answers. What are corporations really looking for in female leaders? My next stop was Garland & Sons Insurance, where Jane Smith serves as the company's first ever female operations manager. Ms. Smith, hello. Thanks for taking the time to meet with me. Oh my goodness, that voice. So tell me how you got started here at Garland & Sons. What a truly impressive voice. What made you stand out from the other female candidates, do you think? Yes, you certainly do sound more assertive to me than most women. I can't put my finger on it, but yes, exactly. When you speak, I respect you. Having met with two very different female execs, I still felt no closer to pinpointing what qualities united them. My final stop was Hamilton Truck Sales, where I met with company president Steve Anderson. Good morning. Uh... Oh, call me Steve. Sure, uh, S Steve. That's a really interesting name. Well, I was born Claire Anderson, but legally changed my name on a whim. So your pronouns are still... Oh, I'm a she. <laughs> I guess that could be confusing. And when did you change your name, Steve? Right before applying for this job, actually. What a funny coincidence. Yeah, it's weird. I was having a hard time finding work I knew I was qualified for, but then I changed my name and here we are. Do you think changing your name to Steve could have affected things? Well, that would be weird. Thanks, Sam. What fascinating interviews. The burning question is, have you figured out why these companies chose these specific women for leadership roles? Janet, I'd say the jury's still out on what sort of qualities companies are looking for. I'll say this, though. All three of them were pretty bossy. That must be it. And emotional, my god. There you have it, ladies. High-ranking women are bossy and emotional. 
Thanks for listening. Smoking hot too. See, this is why you'll never imagine. As recently as 2016, women in Canada make on average 69 cents from every dollar made by a man. That means 31 extra cents for me on every dollar I make. Sweet! Here's how I'm spending my pay gap. Pamela Anderson poster. Tucker Max coloring book. Joe Rogan brain pills. Ticket to the new Jason Statham movie, The Car Chase Doer Man. Another Pamela Anderson poster. John Crux Authentic Game Worn Cup. Joe Rogan Muscle Tonic. A book about how, when my girlfriend tells me to shower, it means she's the dragon of chaos. Joe Rogan Serpent Extract. Haha, <laughs> smart guy, no, it's not snake oil. It's oil that happens to come from a snake. Big difference. Really hot Pamela Anderson poster. Other stupid garbage for dumb little boys like me. Alright everyone, let's get this board meeting underway. Today the board of Widget Hyperglobal welcomes a new member, Cassandra. Now I know what you're thinking. This is the same premise as the old boys club sketch a few minutes ago. Yeah, well... And I know what else you're thinking, a female board member? Well, I assure you, Cassandra will bring a valuable, diverse perspective to our decision-making. Isn't that right, Cassandra? Quite so, sir. I expect that I will offer sound advice to the board, given my unique perspective, and I especially expect that the board will listen to my advice. Unlike that other Cassandra. Well, first order of business, we have an exciting new product to discuss. A new line of tank tops for women. These ones are covered with pictures of sexy broads. So, when do we stop production? Can I offer a suggestion? Of course, that's why you're here, Cassandra. We welcome your input. Women don't like being called broads, so some, okay, all, of the marketing material could use another look. But bigger picture, most women don't want to wear tank tops with sexualized images of other women on them. Cassandra, if you had been here last meeting, you'd recall our thinking. What's better than ogling one broad? Ogling a bunch of broads while ogling one broad. So we're agreed. Production starts immediately. One meeting later... Our shares are in the toilet! I tried to warn you. This time we'll definitely listen, though I doubt an idea this good will be controversial. Our new product is baseball cards for women. They're just like normal baseball cards, but they're pink! Chicks will love them. If I may, some... Okay, all of what I said about broads applies to the word chicks as well. And second, there are plenty of women sports fans. You don't have to trick us into liking sports by putting pink all over it. We're not idiots. Cassandra, it'd be one thing if all the players looked like vintage Ryan Sandberg. You ladies would be our number one customers then, I'm sure. But the fact is, some of these players aren't exactly what you'd call dreamboats. So we're agreed. Production starts immediately. One meeting later... Our stocks are even lower now! Who could have seen this coming? Exactly, Cassandra. Who? Who? No one! Market forces! What can you do? But this product here is definitely going to turn things around. It's a day planner, but this one's special. You don't say. It's a day planner for women! So, I gave this a look. And? I really want you to listen to me. We're listening, Cassandra! 
I mean it, because I tried to warn you about the tank tops, and I tried to warn you about the baseball cards. Absolutely right, but this time we'll listen. I hope you're listening. We are, Cassandra. We are. Okay, so this day planner. It is unacceptable that every day is pre-filled with messages like, get a husband, and already got one? Great. What's for dinner? I was hoping for meatloaf. I see a lot of nodding around the table, so we're agreed. Meatloaf for dinner. No, we're not agreed. This product is sexist, stupid, and more to the point, will not sell at all. No one wants this. Women don't want this. No one wants this. And you're all terrible at your jobs. Listen to me. Respectfully, Cassandra, since you've been here, we've had nothing but setbacks. Look, the board values your input. Appearing diverse is very important to us. But if you don't think you can correct the ingrained prejudices and bad judgment of your 15 old, white, cishet male boardmates, well, maybe you're not the right person for the job. Well, maybe I'm not. Emotional much? Pretty cute, though. Cassandra went on to start her own company, creating products by and for women, and soon became one of the most powerful, not just women, but people in the world of business. As for her former board members, well, they drowned in the ocean trying to meet Aquaman. A History of Women in the Workplace Emily Dickinson was one of history's greatest poets, she is also notable for living much of her life in isolation. Indeed, at no point did Emily Dickinson work in a workplace with male colleagues, nor did she spend much time with men whatsoever. In so doing, she is widely considered the happiest woman who ever lived, because men at work are a pain in the ass. <sighs> what's wrong, Sam? Oh, I'm just frustrated. Come on, tell your buddy Janet what's up. Well, see, we've got a new lady here at Work at HQ, and I don't know how to talk to her. Ooh, someone has a crush. No, I mean I literally don't know how to talk to her. Like, what if she wants to talk about her feelings or whatever? Sam, I'm a woman. Yeah, but you don't count. I mean, you drink beer. Lots and lots and lots of- Well, fortunately for you, it's time for another edition of Best Practices. Oh, you mean the segment where we, the least qualified people on Earth, discuss how to navigate thorny workplace issues. That's right. And today we're talking about how to talk to women at work. Gosh, it's as if you planned it this way, Janet. Okay, shut up and read the script. There are many ways in which men suck at talking to women at work. We don't even mean in the romantic sense. We opened that can of worms back in episode one. Opened it, dumped it out, and smeared it all over our disgusting faces. Gross. What? So fellas, pay attention. How to talk to women at work. Number one, don't ask about marital status. Why not? Well, let's see where this goes. Pretend she says she's not married. How do you respond? How you doing? Okay, bad. What if she says she's married? Oh, I don't know. Probably ask her if she has kids. Right. What if she doesn't have kids? You're assuming that she's probably going to get pregnant soon? Yeah, or I might start asking intrusive questions about why she doesn't have any kids yet. Because a woman's fertility is everyone's business. Especially mine. Like, what if we talk to men like that? Sam, you're 30-something with no kids. Are you shooting blanks? No, I'm not. I'm not, am I? Oh, no. Exactly. So what if a lady does have kids? That's impressive, working and being a mom and stuff. Well, that leads us to number two. Don't ask a woman how she manages to have it all. Isn't that flattering, though? How often do people ask men how they manage to balance working and taking care of kids and still having perfect skin and whatever else? Okay, well, as far as the perfect skin goes, it's important to always wear a strong suntan lotion. Then, of course, there's retinol. And that brings me to our next piece of advice, number three. 
don't mansplain. Furthermore, don't- See, I knew you were going to say that. Mansplaining is super annoying. Yes, it is. Dudes just need to learn to shut up and listen. Quite right, Sam. Respect the expertise of women. Give them space. Let them- So further to mansplaining, we have some more super fun portmanteau, such as manterrupting. Okay, but can I at least manterrupt this mangling of the English language? Another one is- Bro-propriation, where men, bros if you will, appropriate women's ideas. Conveniently, you can shoehorn man and bro into just about every conceivable conversational faux pas. Don't you mean bro-paw? Now you're getting it. Okay, well let's come up with a few more of these. How about one-up manship? Bro-recting grammar? Janet, this list sucks. It's just a bunch of stuff that I can't talk about with women. Well, what do you talk about with your male co-workers? Work. Then talk about work. Sometimes hockey. Fine, that too. Who's the handsomest maple leaf? Okay, that's it, folks. Thanks for listening to another edition of Best Practices. Patrick Marley sure is dashing. In July 2017, a Google engineer, one James Damore, posted an internal memo that thrust the topic of women in the workplace into the spotlight. Damore's central argument was that Google management were papering over innate differences between men and women in their efforts to create a more inclusive, more gender-balanced workforce. A manifesto of sorts, Demore's memo was a mix of debatable or pseudoscience, sex-based essentialism, and anti-PC agitprop. Dismissed shortly thereafter, Demore became a momentary cause celebre for the extremely online free speech crowd. Well, we at Workit have been scrutinizing this story carefully, as we have also been rocked by an email scandal. Someone at Workit, I won't say who, recently shared a memo along similar lines. We now share with you excerpts from this anonymous truth-teller. It was you, Sam, you f***ing moron. The show is just the two of us. Enjoy. To the valued members of the Workit team, I've watched in silence as PC culture has run amok at Workit, and I can no longer sit idly by. I am a youngish, educated white man, and I will be heard. Workit has become dominated by a culture that treats women and men as indistinguishable. But it's important to look at the science. Science tells us that women are less funny than men and should not be writing sketch comedy on CFMU. You may not believe me. You may ask for my citation. To which I say, science needs no citation. Facts don't care about your feelings, snowflake. Women are more interested in people rather than things. This is most likely due to increased people molecules in their DNA or something like that. Something to do with science. I am very rational, whereas everyone else is a cultural Marxist, which is another word for mean to me. Here are some other differences. Women are more interested in oranges than in apples, in novellas than in short stories, in bicycles than in segways, in hermits' hermits than in Jan and Dean. I could go on. Science tells us this is so. I read it on a message board. What explains this peculiar behavior? Again, we turn to the abstract and catch-all word of science. Most likely they fear me as a hunter and provider, as demonstrated in my current playthrough of Civ 6. No, I don't save scum, I am just that good. In short, I don't think women should be allowed to work on the show until they agree to listen as I rank the Game of Thrones seasons, compare decks and faith builds in Dark Souls, and explain why I should be allowed to say racial slurs if we're talking about the words. I mean, they're just words. Also, I have self-diagnosed depression and a mild tummy ache, so nothing I say is my fault, and you can't be mad at me. Yours, Dark Prophet Maximus. No, wait. Optimus, Speaker of Truth. No, Sephiroth Maximus, Child of the Nightmare. Yeah, that. That rocks. Dear Sephiroth Maximus, 
Oh, hey, Janet. Your memo is unwelcome at work it and, frankly, completely ignorant and stupid. But I suppose we shouldn't be surprised. You did, after all, previously email the team, which, as you'll recall, is just the two of us. But regardless, you emailed the team to explain that women are biologically incapable of understanding Bitcoin. You emailed to explain that a neckbeard is actually the clearest expression of male excellence. You emailed with the preposterous claim that Jordan Peterson is for grown-ups and not the little bitty crybabies that we know he's actually speaking to. In short, you've demonstrated a pattern of ignorance, stubbornness, and a consistent lack of empathy. Unlike you, however, I don't chalk this up to science, biology, or other inalienable truths. I just think you're a f***ing moron. In conclusion, stop whining, hit the gym, read a book, stop blaming others, celebrate diversity, get out of your bubble, or, in a word, grow up. Yours, Janet. To the valued members of the Work It team. But I don't wanna. <laughs> Holy guacamole, Work It 4 is in the can. I think we all learned a lot. For example, I learned workplace sexism deserves to be discussed by programs way smarter than ours. Way, way smarter. Oh, before you go, find us at at WorkItPod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and on the web at WorkItPod.com. See you in the breadline, folks. Well, I, I was told that I could listen to the radio at a reasonable volume. There are simply too many notes, that's all. Just cut a few and it'll be perfect. By the powers vested in me, by the Federal Communications Commission, I command you to get on the microphone in a serious manner and continue this broadcast. 93.3 CFMU, seriously redefining radio for over 30 years. This is my boomstick!